This is Joe McHugh with the Liberty Strikes Back podcast. I'm in Tennessee collecting signatures, and tonight we're going to talk about the authoritarian enabler, the non-disclosure agreement for the State Department of the United States. Uh, NDA, non-disclosure agreement, means that you are not going to disclose, you agree to not disclose information that you become aware or read into, and the State Department NDA is used and in order to protect and uphold and further the need-to-know basis of the intelligence community. And it is that need-to-know basis in particular that, uh, that is what I deem the authoritarian enabler. Now, in America, as Americans, we have a right to know what's going on in our government. Not only just a right, but we have a duty to know what's going on in our government in order to effectively supervise our government. And this this, uh, non-disclosure agreement, which I contend is unconstitutional, this non-disclosure agreement empowers the planners at the top while disenfranchising the American people from our ability to supervise the government. And uh, so what I'd like to talk about a little bit is how that works and what the effects of it are, because I believe that we are seeing those effects right now in America. uh, And it looks like, you know, what those effects look like is the crumbling of, of, of society. Okay. Uh, And that, and I don't believe that to be an overestimation either. So for example, in the military, we are given a mission, and we are told, uh, you know, we're saying, hey, we're going to go take that hill over there. And the reason why we need to take that hill is to do this, and that hill is important for this reason. And so the people involved in the mission are read into, are told, and so that everybody understands why we need to go take that hill. And... When, when you as an American are, are not told about the overall mission, the overall objective, the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish, then and instead you're only read into a, a portion of, of what's, uh, what's going on, only the stuff that is specifically important to you, only what you are supposedly told that you need to know. That is the antithesis. That is exactly the opposite of what it means to be a liberty-minded American. That is, in effect, the same tyranny, uh, authoritarianism, that we fought as American revolutionaries to gain our independence from Britain. So we effectively have found ourselves right back to where we started uh, 250-some-odd, 70 years ago, whatever it was in 1776. So, um, So... Think about it this way. Let's say that, you know, once you, here's, here's the way it works. You, you sign the State Department NDA, and as soon as you do so, you are prohibited from discussing any information that you come into knowing about. You are prohibited from telling anybody that you are also part of the so-called deep state, which is inclusive of all, all these people that have signed this NDA. Uh, the NDA itself says that you will, quote, enthusiastically support American policy. 
Now that itself is unconstitutional. And the reason why is because if you're supporting policy that is in itself unconstitutional and you are you know, beholden to this contract that is upheld in the courts that have also been hijacked, then you are now complicit in the hijacking of America. And that is exactly what's going on in America today. As an American, Marine, as an officer in the Marine Corps and as an officer of the nation, anyone who has sworn an oath to support and defend the Constitution has a duty to disregard their State Department NDA, uh, has a duty to blow the whistle. And the irony is that while the president, President Trump, likes to go after the whistleblowers, he, he favors the conspirators because the opposite of a whistleblower is a conspirator. So let's think about the, what the effects are for, uh, for society in general in a circumstance in which a critical mass, let's call it 20, 30 percent, and you know, if, if it ever reaches 50 percent, it would be much, much worse. But let's say we get to a critical mass in which there is a significant portion of the population that has signed this agreement in theory because they were told that they would be part of the CIA and they would be read into knowing stuff and maybe they would be promised uh, important information or the opportunity to make money or some form of excitement, uh, some form of meaning in their lives. And as a result, they're taught to be an entrepreneur and to operate within the black market so that you don't have to claim, claim money on your taxes. You might, be, you might find yourself as part of the drug world or the sex trafficking world uh, as a result of it. it. Potentially exactly the opposite of what you expected would happen when you sign a document saying that you would be supporting American policies. And then all of a sudden you're on the other side of this non-disclosure agreement and you realize that, if you, that, that this is being upheld uh, at gunpoint. And... And that if you decide to say anything about it, then you could, you could potentially lose your life, or worse, maybe your friends and family could lose their lives. That's what's going on. And so because people are not made aware of the overall objective, because they're, no, they're not on a supposed need-to-know basis, then the people are relegated to consumerism because we are no longer part of a higher purpose. The purpose of liberty, the purpose of an Americanism, of being an American, of, of, of living for freedom, is a, is, is, is a purpose of unity, is a purpose of bringing people together for that higher calling. And when you are not told what that higher calling is, and as a matter of fact, kept in the dark because you do not have a need to know, then you are robbed of your opportunity to participate in that higher calling and higher purpose. And the net result of that is consumerist behavior in which you have nothing more to focus on than improving your, your home or the, or the lot around you uh, as opposed to appealing to your inner self and your spirit um, and, and working towards that higher calling to leave a legacy for you and your family and for the nation and for the people of the planet as a whole. And that, I contend, that is what is happening to America right now, and it's being led 
by our race baiter and hater and divider in chief, who also, I contend, is also our thief in chief of our liberties. And I know that a lot of Trump supporters are going to say he's defending our liberties, but you know what? This guy is better at saying one thing and doing another than anyone I have ever met because he hides, he hides plain truth in the middle of two lies. Generally, the best place to hide a lie is between two truths. Trump has taken it to the level where he's hiding a truth between two lies, and he tells just enough truth that there are people who can point to those truths that he's said that, that provide cover for the multitude of lies, the majority of what he says are lies. Um, and so it's not just him, though. This isn't, this isn't something that started under Trump. This is something that started in the 60s when the CIA took control of America by assassinating JFK, by assassinating RFK, by assassinating MLK, and by assassinating Malcolm X. And effectively, they assassinated the four best leaders of the baby boomer generation. All four of them should have been president. President Obama should not have been our first black president. It should have been Martin Luther King, at the least, and maybe even Malcolm X as well. Because they were championing values that are absolutely American through and through. Equality, opportunity, liberty, and justice for all people. And I contend strongly that the vast majority of everything that's gone wrong in this country comes down to two things. The fact that we don't own our own money, that the Federal Reserve Bank is owned by foreign controlled interests and the profits are shared by the, by the bank shareholders and not the American people, and therefore they're not accountable to the American people, that they can buy off American politicians and the American politicians work for the bank instead of for the people. And the second thing is, that the government operates almost entirely behind classification. Almost everything is classified. And almost nothing should be classified. We have a duty to supervise our government. We have a right to supervise our government. And that means in order to properly supervise our government, the government gives up the right to secrecy. As a matter of fact, secrecy is mentioned only once in the Constitution. And it says that Secrecy, secrecy should be used only in parts, P-A-R-T-S, capitalized, in reference to military matters. And so what I propose is that we completely flip the script here. Any, cons any contract that is in violation of the Constitution should be rendered null and void in the court of law in America. I'll repeat that. Any contract that is in violation of our constitutional rights should be rendered null and void in the court of America. And in order to ensure that every American understands the law as it was intended, which is in compliance with the 1926 void for vagueness doctrine, which asserts by a justice, Supreme Court justice or Republican Supreme Court justice, uh, Rutherford uh, Sutherland, I think his name, Sutherland, Justice Sutherland, he asserted that, it, that, that uh, all laws need, must be clear, objective, and easily understood by the average American in order to comply with their Fifth Amendment right to due process. And so, in order to 
ensure that we retain our right, not just rights to due process, but our right to supervise the government, because that due process decision was only related to criminal laws. I contend that all laws, regardless of whether they are criminal or civil, all laws on the books in America must be clear, objective, and easily understood in order to preserve our rights to due process and our right to supervise the government. And what that would mean is, in order to preserve objectivity, because you, we lack objectivity where we don't have a basis for comparison. So in order to preserve objectivity, we need to declassify and open source not just the government, but the financial system as well. And in doing so, as well as all the people that serve in, in government, I believe, including myself, and if I have the luxury of uh, the opportunity to serve the American people, I, I will be open sourcing my books and my finances so that you can see where my interests lie at all times. And I believe that that is the duty of every American public servant because ultimately people tend to react and tend to respond to financial incentives. So this void for vagueness amendment is what I'm proposing. The void for vagueness amendment would take that constitutional rule, which was set aside in 92 under the Planned Parenthood versus Casey opinion, the first example of a Supreme Court ruling, which was uh, substantial in its effect on the, on the case, on case law uh, in, in terms of its use of subjective language. Um, by setting aside an objective framework with abortion law and Roe v. Wade, three months for the woman up front, three months for the child on the back, and three months for the state in the middle, they replaced that with a free-for-all based on a fetal viability model, which is so vague and so complex and completely subjective that anybody can do anything anywhere in the country at any time. And that is the problem with, with the abortion law. They followed that up with the 2001 Patriot Act, which was completely subjective, which relegated an extreme thought as grounds for surveilling uh, anyone, whether you're foreign or American, the idea of having extreme thought would mean that you should be subjected to surveillance. And that's the reason why Edward Snowden blew the whistle, because every American, every person in the country was being surveilled by the government because we all have extreme thoughts at, at certain points. And considering that the government itself had moved to a completely anti-liberty front or, or footing, anyone who believed in liberty through and through is inherently an extremist in America at this point and therefore would have been targeted under our government as I was targeted for since 2012. So the Void for Vagueness Amendment would declassify government operations it would open source government operations, meaning that we would understand the code of everything that's, that's backing it. We would be able to, we would understand monetary operations and we would know whether or not the, the credit union, which I'm proposing, replaces the bank of the Federal Reserve. We would know what that owned. And therefore, for example, if the bank currently controls most of the media, which I contend that it does, uh, because otherwise, how can we, how can we, how can we determine, you know, how else can we conclude that the, that the media is literally parroting everything when they're told to, right after 9-11, for example, across news channels? It didn't matter if it was conservative or liberal, they were saying the same things. 
The news media are controlled at this point by six corporations, all of which, because they're publicly traded, are controlled by the Federal Reserve. The internet itself is controlled by three companies, AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint, which provide the tier one backbone internet structure for America. And as a result of Trump's appointment to the FCC and two Supreme Court justice appointments to the Supreme Court with Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, they refused to hear a challenge to the, uh, to the repeal of the Fairness Doctrine, and as a result, institutionalized corporate censorship, which allows for prioritization of data packets and outright censorship of, of, of certain words as we're seeing uh, with Twitter and Facebook and that sort of thing. This is all the result, the, 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 the censorship in particular is directly the result of, of President Trump. And so that's the reason why, you know, he's undermining our First Amendment right to free speech. Uh, and, and anyone who does that is an enemy of the state. Um, but he has simply been empowered. He's just a number, another person involved in, in, in this neoconservative overthrow of America, which is 50 years in the making since the 60s. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's enabled by a need-to-know basis. And the fact of the matter is that in order to supervise government in America, every American needs to know everything that happens within American government, with perhaps one exception, and that is military matters under an open declaration of war. And everything else should be made public. And so those are my thoughts on the matter. And that is how a unconstitutional non-disclosure agreement that is, is used to control an intelligence organization, all of the intelligence organizations, pretty much everybody in government. I contend that this has been running the show for the last 50 years and that anyone who has accomplished any sort of power and influence within the government is in on it, especially if they're public-facing. And, is, and it's only recently, I'd say perhaps since maybe last July, that we have seen a little bit more of a, a turning of events, maybe a revolt, maybe a, you know, a, a more of an assertion towards pro-American type of policies and anti-fascist policies. And, and by the way, if you're American, then you are part of Antifa. We are all Antifa. We're anti-fascist. Because what it means to be anti-fascist is to be liberty-minded. So the idea that, that the president is criticizing Antifa, anti-fascist, is lunacy. And proof that he is a fascist. I mean, I don't know how much more blatant this can get. For example, by, by the way, the definition of fascism is effectively it's, it's government control by corporations, through corporations. So it's, it's, it's very similar to communism, except the communism is done through central government. Fascism is run through central corporations, that, like a central bank that owns the corporations and therefore dictates the policy. Corporations then use their money to buy politicians. Politicians implement laws. That's fascism. That's what we have in America. 
So, now we know how this works. It's propped up by an intelligence apparatus that is locked behind an unconstitutional non-disclosure agreement that should be struck down in the court of law based on the fact that it's unconstitutional. And it's upheld by a banking system that, that, uh, that has put every American in the chains of, of debt in terms of, uh, it, it has made every single one of us a debt slave or an indentured servant at the least. These things got to go. If we're going to become America again, these things have got to go. And those are my two biggest policies. And I think if we do those things, we can also end the war on drugs. We can get people out of prison, out of pill, uh, off the pills, off the streets, and back to work. We can end all victimless crimes. And we can get back to being American and holding government accountable. This is Joe McHugh with Liberty Strikes Back. And... Uh, Hey, we gotta we gotta keep the, keep uh, keep up the charge. It's um, you know we're halfway to getting the signatures in Tennessee. I urge you to get involved and share the news, spread the message of of liberty in America, and uh, try to awaken the people next to you because we live in a fascist state, and it is controlled by the banks and the intelligence organization. That is what this deep state is, and yes. President Trump is an insider of insiders as well. He's in on it. If he wanted to end the Fed, if he wanted to end the repeal of the Patriot Act, if he wanted to do any of these things that, that the most fervent of Trump supporters believe that he would do as a patriot of America, if he were a patriot, he would have done them. He would have done those things in his first two years of office when he had the most historic majority GOP majority since 1929. And instead of ending the Fed and repealing the Patriot Act, he passed a tax cut. That's it. Nothing. He didn't do anything for liberty. Passed the tax cut, increased our deficit, and um, you know, juiced the economy because the best way to overthrow the American experiment is to do so with the support of the American people. You can't do it without the support of the American people. And that's exactly what he was attempting to do. Anyway, visit LibertyStrikesBack.com to get involved. This is Joe McHugh. I'm signing off for now. Have a good night.